Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here alongside me, my partner on the airways. It's Sarah Jones. Hi, Sarah. Hello, hello. How are you and what are you up to? Oh, doing well. You know, it was so nice. You know, the, both the kids were here for a long weekend. Um, so we got to spend a full Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and part of Monday with them. And let me just tell you how much I needed that time together. Um, unfortunately, we only get together about once a year, all four of us now, and that's really hard for this mama heart. And so I really needed just this time uh, to spend together. So just coming down from a weekend high, I will say. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you got to spend some quality time with the family. Um, yeah, that's so good. So good. Um, and unfortunate that it doesn't happen more frequently. But life seems to, to you know, we, we seem to grow older. We seem to kind of grow more independent. Um, it's. I won't get into a long tangent about it, but I, growing up in a place like Buffalo, New York, where it's it, it's so family oriented and it's blue collar, and it's just you know you don't often hear about too many people growing up and leaving, right? So families kind of stay, and everybody's close, and the cousins grow up together, and you spend you know the holidays at at grandma's house all the time or whatever. That did not happen. Uh, you know, I relocated to Arizona. I have uh, siblings in Connecticut and uh, in Texas, in Nevada. We're all over the place. And so it's just not quite what I thought it would have been. Uh, and it just seems to be each generation, it's, it's more and more acceptable that everybody's just up and out of the house. And, and it's not up and out of the house down the street. It's up been out of the house 2,500 miles away. So it's true. And it's, you know, it's been challenging just with us traveling all over. Right. And both of the kids work. Um, my daughter has two, um, part-time jobs. My son has a full-time job and they are both going to school. And so, you know, just trying to navigate everybody's schedules and everything, it does become a little bit more challenging, but we're working on changing that. Right. And I think that that's mm. what's important. And so um, you find something that you don't like, you try to figure out a different way of doing it. So it's more um, so you like it better. Right. And that's what we're trying to do. So there you go. Well, I'm excited again for um, today's episode. We're going to do another breakdown of a client case study. Um, mm. I really enjoyed the last one that we did. Um, the last one being the first one, but it was, uh, I think it was really cool for our listeners and our viewers to get a, get a behind the scenes insight as to, wait a minute, you know, this is how you kind of go about figuring out what is my money situation currently and how can I make changes to it so that I can regain control. Um, also what I'm hoping that by doing some of these client case studies is that our listeners and our viewers start to uh, recognize themselves in, in these case studies. Like, 
oh, wait, okay, like that's a similar income. I have those expenses. Those are my goals. And so being able to see yourself in in these uh, hopefully illustrates that you're not alone and that there is uh, hope. We ended our last case study talking about how it is that we provide hope to people who may think that their financial situation is much, much worse in their head than it is actually on paper. And so I'm just excited to do that again today. I want to remind our listeners that uh, we're going to be showing and, and uh, sharing some things visually. So if you haven't already, you can hop over to YouTube and you can find New Money Habits there. And uh, you can follow the podcast there and you can jump into some of the visual components. But if you're just listening, you'll still get a ton out of, you know, how are we managing income, expenses? What are we doing to help uh, find breathing room, manage surplus deficit, and all those different things? And so that you don't miss out on all this valuable financial insight, you need to subscribe to the New Money Habits podcast. Do that today and unlock a wealth of knowledge to empower your financial journey. Stay up to date with the latest episodes as Sarah and I discuss principles, uh, practical tips, host expert guests, and have thought-provoking discussions on all things money-related. Hit that subscribe button. Now to join our community of savvy listeners and do it over on YouTube to join our savvy uh, group of watchers and followers. All right, that was a mouthful. Uh, Sarah, today <laughs> today we're going to uh, focus on one of your clients. You have a client case study for us, uh, and we thought we'd do things a little bit differently than we did last time. And we'd have you provide the background, but also kind of jump into how it is that you are serving that client and then have me come in afterwards to talk about things that I'm seeing or questions that I have, that sort of thing. So kind of want to hand things over to you. Tell us a little bit about uh, the clients that you're working with. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm really excited to share this because <clears throat> this is a really great example of... Um, Number one, doing the things that you've been putting off doing. And number two, actually tracking and seeing um, how just a few changes can make such a significant difference in your life. You know, this couple, they um, were married. Um, they actually got married as we were working together, um, which was really fun. Um, no children um, of their own. One has a full-time job. The other one, full-time job, but it's a 1099 commission only. Mm. And um, she was responsible for purchasing some things. So what I've done and the numbers that I've shared with you and the numbers that we're going to go over today are just personal finance. Business finance is not included in this so that her take-home pay is just what she's paying herself. So we've already taken out, that's her take-home pay after she's paid her business expenses and everything. So I just want to be really Good. clear about that. The second thing I want to mention is they live in a very high cost of living area. Um, I I will say um, it, kind of in the Washington, D.C. area. So very high cost of living. Some of that might be reflected in some of their numbers here and that's news to you. I did not share that originally. Um, their their total take home pay um, is about sixty eight hundred dollars a month, um, and that's with both of them. Their goals um, are to travel more, 
um, to, they have a tax bill that will go over to get that tax bill paid off. They wanted to get on the same page financially, reduce their spending and build up their savings accounts. Um, and so I'm going to share my screen and go over kind of some numbers here and what um, we worked through. And this first um, spreadsheet that you're going to see is really just kind of their, their base. Um, first off, what are the numbers look like kind of budget? Um, if you're looking, you will see a rollover number in here. So I include the number that was rolled over from the previous month, the number, the amount of money that they had in their checking account, because frankly, we don't want to forget about that. Um, so I did include that in this spreadsheet. But um, going over all of their numbers, again, two of them, high cost of living. Some numbers that kind of stood out to me were grocery bill, about $700. Um, they did do have some higher medical expenses, um, some therapy, um, you know, some medications, co-pays, those types of things. Supplements was, I don't want to say pretty high, but that kind of drew my attention. Um, you know, about $320 a month in supplements. Mm -hmm. Um, um, you know, some other things that were, um, kind of high pet food, supplies, training, um, Eating out was at about $400 a month. Um, this one kind of stuck out to me. And another big one was um, a lot of subscriptions, a lot of monthly subscriptions. Um, and then there is some debt here. Um, so $1,200 a month tax bill. Um, that's pretty significant. Let's just be honest. That's, you know, that's. $1,200 a month is significant when it when it, it comes to your outgoing expenses. And so, Nina, when we put everything in, they were basically over budget by, by my figures, about $1,400, $1,500. Wow. Um, when we look at some adjustments that are made, um, and I'm going to go through. So the adjustments that we're going to talk about, right? that I've suggested changes their, um, their budget changes their cash flow by almost $1,700 a month. Mm. Let me say that again. The changes that we've made and the actions that we took changed their cash flow by about $1,700 a month. So instead of being spending more, right, being over budget by 1500, they now have a surplus of almost $200 a month. Mm. That's huge. That is huge. So how did we do that? I want to draw attention to the big one, and that was the taxes, their tax bill. When we got to digging and uh, started talking, what I realized was that was from a couple of years prior. They were still mm -hmm. paying that. They had not filed the current year's um, you know, taxes yet. So for in 2023, they had not filed 2022's taxes yet. I told them that's the first thing that you need to do. Get those taxes filed, please. Mm. Um, that way we know if this tax bill doesn't increase, right? So what do we need to do going forward? Um, do we need to renegotiate with the IRS on how much, you know, you're paying monthly? Because that's something that they did not do. They were just sending money in. 
So maybe we need to negotiate an amount that we're paying per month. And number three, maybe there's a refund that's available. We don't know yet. So get those taxes filed and let's see what happens. I'm very pleasantly, um, very pleasantly surprised and happy to say that they actually received a refund. So what we were able to do is take that refund that they received um, and apply that to their tax bill, which wiped that tax bill out pretty quickly, right? Within, within about six weeks from, you know, filing and receiving Mm -hmm. the money. So, um, so that just goes to show taking action on something that they had been putting off really that it benefited them so immensely right? They, they were afraid to file their taxes. I'm like, listen, I don't, let's not be afraid. Let's just do it so we can hit it head on. And so we know what our next steps are, right? If you owe, then you owe, we're going to figure it out. Right. And then let's then negotiate. If you do owe, then we can negotiate what that monthly payment is. So that $1,200 a month was wiped out pretty darn quickly when we're looking at the scheme of things. And that was just for taking action. Um, another couple of things that we did here is, um, we reduced their grocery budget. You know, we talked in the previous episode that we did, uh, the, the last client case study episode that we did about, you know, groceries and how we figure that. So we did reduce their grocery bill by about a hundred dollars a month. Um, we reduced their supplements that they were, um, taking, right. And that amount, we did reduce that for the time being. Doesn't mean that it's going to be forever, but it's for the time being. Um, I really want to say that because they decided that they could be eating maybe a little bit better, right? Mm. Um, And they decided that putting money into their peace of mind fund and traveling more was a little bit more important than spending that amount of money on supplements that they were, right? And so there's Mm. a really good um, visual and a really good um, example of changing where your money is spent according to what you value and what your priority is at the time. Um, some other things that we changed that they were not doing is they weren't really, um, they, they were not contributing to a car maintenance fund and they had, um, because there are a lot of tolls in the area, right? They're toll paths. Mm. So we included that in, um, to their budget. We did reduce their pet food, pet food and supply um, training um, budget as well. We talked about different ways to save some money in those areas and what was really necessary right now, um, because that was a large expense for them. Nina, we also um, looked at eliminating some of those subscriptions. Um, you know, a lot of them were TV apps and such. And I was real honest with them. I said, guys, are you really watching all of these? Are you really? And, and I don't care if it's $3 a month or it's $15 a month. When you are spending money in areas that don't bring value to your life and you feel like you are not able to do the things that you want to do by eliminating those spends, regardless of the amount, it instantly changes the energy of your money. It instantly changes your perception of where your money is going because you're no longer spending in areas that are not bringing value to you. Mm -hmm. I heartily believe this. And so, um, by making some of those adjustments. And you know what? If you're looking at this, my coaching fee is in here. I put it in here, guys. And I did this for a reason. Because 
these guys came to me overspending by about $1,500 a month, right? But they knew that they wanted somebody else to look at their, their finances because what they were trying to do wasn't working. And so this shows that even with working with me, we were able to make some adjustments and change their budget around pretty significantly. Another thing, Nino, that I want to mention here that I do with a lot of my clients is they like to eat out. And, and in their original budget, you saw that they were spending about $400 a month in eating out. Hmm. We split that up and we split it up into eating out for connection. This for them went into their making memories category. They like to go out with friends, grab a drink or grab something to eat. Right. And that for them is connection. It's spending time with people that they love. It's playing games. It's, it really is that connection piece. And then another, then we split it up again into eating out for convenience. Mm. And we changed how much that they wanted to spend in each of these categories because they found that they wanted to be spending more in the eating out for connection piece and less on the eating out for convenience, that the convenience really was due to lack of planning mm-hmm. um, and not taking the time to eat the food that they had at the house. So we changed that. And we split that up and that allows them again to see their money differently. Um so I've talked a lot for um, that. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts before I kind of go into some other changes that we made. Yeah, you know, so one of the things that you said kind of early on that I want to circle back to that I, I wasn't aware of is it sounds like for all intents and purposes, this is a newlywed couple. They're, they're recently married. Right? And so you said one of their goals is that they wanted to get on the same page financially. So that's a great goal to have early on in a marriage. Um, I would even encourage people to be having those conversations even before you get married. But when when I saw that as one of their goals and didn't realize that they were a newlywed couple, I, I had some preconceived notions about like, oh, maybe they've been at this for a while and and he's the spender and she's the saver or vice versa, whatever. But learning that it's a newlywed couple, it's awesome that they want to start off on getting on the same page. And so I think it is very, very wise, whether you've been married for 15 years, 15 days, or you're getting married in 15 months, sitting down with somebody outside of the two of you to help figure out what that looks like, whether it's a financial coach, whether it's a pastor, whatever that is, but sit down with somebody and figure out how are we going to get on the same page financially um, is a great place to start because then it makes all the other goals more achievable. When you start to get on the same page, you're going to get on the same page as to what goals you share and you guys are going to figure out um, how, how to best work together to accomplish those goals. Um, So I love the fact that they're doing that pretty early on. The next thing that stood out to me is uh, I too saw all the subscriptions and thought to myself, that's an awful lot of subscriptions. And um, again, we talked last episode about this is a judgment-free zone. So I'm not judging somebody for having a lot of subscriptions it is a red flag. It's an indication that um, we're allowing ourselves to be killed by a thousand cuts. It's death by a thousand cuts. It's what that signals to me is like when you have three different 
music-related apps, somewhere along the, the line, you lost sight of you even have these. Because I'm guessing you don't jump from one music app to another to another when you can hear all the same music in each of those places. When it comes to the TV apps, that's a little bit different because you know Netflix has original programming, as does some of these other things. And so maybe there's particular shows. But I love that you're asking the question, like, are you really watching it? And, and is it really bringing value? Is even is sometimes we have to ask ourselves, is spending that time to consume that content in line with our values? Would we rather be out making memories outside the house? Sometimes it's best to have the app so that you're making the memories inside the house so that you're not spending extra outside the house. But it, again, I think what that illustrates is the need for a conversation of what are the values what's bringing value and 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 then asking yourself like tactically what are these expenses doing for me so if i have eight different tv subscription apps functionally what is that doing for me and if it if it's serving a purpose well then there's a good case for it but oftentimes what we find is there's duplication of well i don't actually need this one and that one because i can get the same content in either place um and so those are just some of the things that kind of bubble bubble to the surface for me right right away yeah you know same same and that's why i asked him and, and you know i think sometimes we just get in the thick of it right we've done it we've done it for a long time it some of it just becomes mindless you know we don't really sometimes we don't pay attention to how many subscriptions we have right and when they brought up the fact of you know maybe we're not eating the food that we have at home um you know i haven't i don't have time right to maybe meal plan or i don't have time to go to the grocery store we started having the conversation well you know with these apps you know are you is there an opportunity to maybe cut back on some of the tv watching so you have the time then you know, to meal plan. Mm -hmm. And it's not, again, it's not judgment. It's just saying, you know, you have, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. We mm -hmm. all have those 24 hours in a day. How we choose to use them is, is individual, but it really speaks to then what am I trying to really work on here? Right. Again, what is important for me? And I'll raise my hand. I like watching TV. Like I do, <laughs> right. I, I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. But I also set it at a time that um, is set time and I put into my calendar then the other things that are important to me. Just like we're putting into our budget the things that are important to us, you're scheduling your time as well. And so um, by making some of those adjustments, Nino, and, um, you know, we looked at, at uh, we looked at some of their subscriptions. We, um, we did uh, cancel some of them. We did look at some of the bigger ones and say, you know, do you need that high of a plan? You know, is there another plan that you can be on mm -hmm. um, that serves its purpose? What are some other options? Um, PlayStation Plus was one that, you know, they were paying annually. But they said, you know, we can actually go down to monthly, save some money because I don't need that high of a plan. And you can rent games, right? There, there's, there's so many other options. So we went through that. 
what did all of this allow them to do? It allowed them to be putting $300 a month into their peace of mind fund, right? And one of their goals was to be building up their savings. One of the things that I noticed, Sarah, too, about, uh, no, hold on. Sarah, I also wanted to circle back to um, the fact that they reduced, or whether they reduced their eating out or not, I like the fact that you had them split it up into two kind of categories, one for convenience, one for making memories. But one of the other things that stood out to me is thinking about this as a newlywed couple, I'm guessing they're a little bit younger in age, maybe in their mid to late 20s or even early 30s, but probably younger. And what I do with with clients who are either single or they're um, in a in a new marriage, that type of thing, where there's not like a responsibility to kids yet, is I like to get really honest about how it is that they go about feeding themselves, because the truth of the matter is they're probably not going to the grocery stores often, buying a bunch of stuff and preparing meals at home. Whether they have the time to or not, it just isn't one of the habits that they probably have built yet. And and that might be my own personal, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I might be looking through it through my own perspective of, I know how my wife and I uh, behaved with food. And then we had kids and it was like, oh, we're going to do more cooking at home. The other thing is the makeup of the family dynamics, meaning my wife stays at home by design. That is something we talked about a long time ago. And we talked about what does that include? Well, it includes, you know, care, taking care of the children, but it meant, you know, taking care of the home. It meant preparing dinner, you know, most nights of the week, that sort of thing. So that was kind of built in to how we were going to behave. But I work with plenty of clients who they're both working adults. They both work outside the home. By the time they both get home and they've gotten the kids in tow, it is incredibly challenging for a multitude of reasons. Energy, tiredness, convenience, time, right? Like what time are we getting home versus what time do we want the kids in bed? All these things become challenges. So I'd like to have a realistic conversation around Making the grocery budget part of the grocery eating out, this is how much money we have to spend to feed ourselves and, and at least make that part of the conversation to address the realism of their situation. And I'm not saying you didn't do that here. I'm just, for our listeners' sake, saying all of these things need to be taken into account when trying to figure out how do we feed ourselves and where are we spending our money to do it? And I really love that because it really just illustrates the point that depending on where you're at in life, what season of life you're in, there are options, right? And there are ways to do this that works for you, right? And works for us individually. And I will say, even though this, they were newlyweds, they've been together, I think, for about nine or 10 years. So they've actually oh, wow. been together for a long time. Um, and part of their, you know, part of what we talked about with the eating out budget for connection, eating out for convenience is they, they said, you know what, we don't actually enjoy the convenience eating out 
Like we're not happy with most of the food that we're getting. You know, it's, it's quick, but we don't feel real great afterwards. We love to cook. We love to try new things. And so we really then talked about, okay, then let's not be spending your money in that area, right? Like how can we then shift those dollars into something else? I will say in full transparency with these numbers here, I made even additional suggestions for all of you guys out there, all of you that are watching and listening to this. My clients did not make as big of adjustments with with some of this um, right away. And so I made even additional ones. And I'm just, I did that for, um, for several reasons. Number one, I want to show people that it really is possible. I want to show all of you that are out there watching and listening right now, what is truly possible when you look at some of your numbers, right? And when you have somebody, a third party, look at them and show some different options. This couple is able to put, you know, money into their peace of mind fund. We also created a, a, a vacation, a travel fund, right? And so they were able to put money into the areas that make them feel good, right? Still living life still doing the things that they want to do. They're communicating better because we're having those conversations, right? And we're putting the money into the areas that are in line with their values. And, you know, I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts and how you would help this couple. Um, because I know it's going to be different. You're going to have some, mm. some differences than I do. And um, I think it's, I would love to hear it because maybe I've missed something. I'm yeah. sure I have, but <laughs> I, I think we have addressed like the three areas that really stood out to me as areas. So to kind of recap one, I think getting on the same page is incredibly important. And I think that whenever you're dealing with your money, you have to have a mutual mindset. You have to have mutual goals. You have to kind of know what foundationally, how do I feel about money? What do I think about money? That is a foundation. I actually um, just had to do that recently with a client where um, we probably spent more time on that than the client even really wanted to. But that's, <laughs> I, I have a phrase called stinking thinking. I did not make that up. I got that from somebody else. But when somebody has stinking thinking, I got to address it. And so when you think something about money that is either completely wrong or your perspective is off. And if you would just change your, your perspective, you, you'd see like, oh, like I can open up my mind to um, things. So sometimes this might be something about like the ability to save. I don't have the ability to save because of all these other things. Well, that's stinking thinking. You have the ability to save. You have to prioritize. So that, that leads me into, I love that with your clients, you're able to to look at the subscriptions, talk about the value in, in the value that they brought, and you were able to reallocate, reallocate those dollars to something that actually brings them value, which is traveling, right? So it's, hey, we can actually save on some of these subscriptions. We can then reallocate those dollars into saving for something you actually want to do. Um, and then, like I said, the the food conversation, just being able to have a conversation around it's such it's such an interesting topic because as i said on the last uh client case study that we did i think it's a place where people feel a lot of guilt like they're either uh spending too much or they're like i i, I 
don't budget enough. And so I'm always going over whatever. And it's like, look, we need food. That is an absolute need. Now, do we need every type of food that we eat? Certainly not. But we do need food. And so having a conversation about allocating dollars within your budget to put food on the table, it's it's one of those areas that I feel so many clients budget everything else. They budget all the things, all the tangible things like um, their uh, their mortgage, their car payment, all these different things. And then it's like, if I have money left, I will go to the grocery store. It's like, you got to flip that. You got to put food on the table first and then take care of all the other things. So there's not a, not a ton that I would do differently. Um, I think we would have a lot of the same conversations and it's just about peeling back those layers and those onions, uh, the layers to that onion to figure out like, what is really going on? Uh, what are the driving factors and the motivators that, that make us choose the things that we choose? So true. And I think it's really about kind of opening up that conversation with them, right? And because I'm sure you notice this with your clients, but certainly with this couple is they didn't really have the conversations to begin with, right? They just kind of like, oh, she's doing that. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to ruffle feathers. And oh, he's doing that. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to ruffle feathers. But neither one of them felt really good about some things that were happening, right? And it's just about then coming together and opening up those conversations and really starting them and saying, listen, I don't, I don't feel good in this area. So then what can we do to compromise, right? Where do you want to be spending your dollars? And that's, I'm going to say that you guys are going to hear me say that a lot because I truly believe that. Where do you want your money to be going? Where do you want it to be going? Mm -hmm. And you know what? I like to eat. I definitely want my money going to some groceries, (laughs) right? Right. Um, That's not going to be so far down on my list. And that's why in everybody that I work with, that goes into the essentials. Those are the non-negotiables. That's in the first categories that we're taking care of. Right. And, and it's, it's just about deciding where you want your dollars to actually going, starting the conversation, getting on the same page, feeling good about where all of your hard work is going. Yep. Yep. And so I want to call our listeners to action. Um, you know, if you've been listening and you're like, man, you know what? I, I need to kind of reevaluate the way I'm managing my money. And if you're ready to take your financial growth to the next level, then schedule a free discovery call with Sarah or myself today. And during your personalized session, we will discuss your specific financial goals, we'll gain clarity on your challenges, and we'll explore how working with financial coach can accelerate your progress. Don't miss out on this valuable opportunity. Book your free discovery call now and create the new money habits needed to achieve financial freedom. Sarah, I want to thank you for sharing uh, your client's case study with uh, me and the listeners today. And uh, I appreciate the conversation, which we will, of course, continue next time. Awesome. Thanks, Nino. Bye for now, friends. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.